Hello, my witchy friends, and welcome to episode number 41 of the Comfy Cozy Witch Podcast with me, Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch. And thank you all for being here today. I first want to give a heartfelt thank you to all of my listeners out there and to all of you who voted for me and my podcast for the Witchy Award. I am thrilled to announce that the Comfy Cozy Witch Podcast was named Outstanding Podcast of the Year. And so I did win a Witchy Award, which I think is just bragging rights, and that is fine with me. So I so appreciate those of you who first nominated for me or nominated me for the award. And for those of you who voted for me, I I thank you so much. And um, it has been a really big couple of months for the podcast with the Witchy Award nomination and then win and then being number one in the Spotify and the Apple charts. And I just, I'm blown away by it all. And I know I say it all the time, but I never expected when I started this podcast to um, have it grow like it has. And in fact, just yesterday, I did an interview with a national religion and spirituality magazine that wanted to feature my podcast uh, in an article. So an article that will come out in a couple of weeks that I'll be sharing with all of you that I'm really excited about. So today's topic is, it's not one of the most comfy cozy <laughs> topics, but it is something that is very important and something that I believe needs to be addressed. And that is discernment in the witchy community. And also I'm going to touch a little bit on the title, uh, the topic of entitlement. A friend reached out to me, my friend Devin. I think many of you probably know her. She helps moderate the Facebook group. Um, but she said, you know what? You should talk about entitlement in the community as well. So some some touch toughy topics today on discernment and just a tiny bit about entitlement in the witchcraft community. Um, but before then, I want to tell you what is currently making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. Hi, everyone. So I just wanted to let you know, especially if you are a witchy business owner, that I am currently seeking sponsors for my episodes. This season, I have decided to start asking for sponsorships. And as you have noticed, the last two and a half years do not have any advertisements. I do not do advertisements through the platform that I use to record my podcasts because I didn't want them interrupting my podcast, especially if the ads don't pertain to my topics. That said, I am looking for sponsors for these episodes for 30 second slots and for 60 second slots. And just so you know, whenever I bring a business to you or a brand to you, it is one that I stand by. I am not going to take sponsor any sponsor who comes my way, especially if I feel like what they are giving to the world does not resonate with my audience or if I can discern for myself that I'm not feeling an authenticity or that they just they, that they wouldn't get what they need out of my audience as well because the relationship needs to be a little um, reciprocal. You know, I want my listeners to 
get something out of the sponsors and I want my sponsors to be able to benefit from having a sponsorship on my podcast. So all that said, I am looking for sponsors. I have some coming up for episodes, but I am open this season because this is new to me. So if you are a witchy business owner, please email me at comfycozywitch at gmail.com. And in the subject line, just say sponsorship information, and I am happy to send you along any sponsorship information that I have. So thank you for that. Now, I want to give a couple of shout outs and thank yous to my Patreon subscribers, especially to some of my newest mugwort level subscribers. So thank you so much to Angela and thank you to Kimberly and to Tammy and Nicola. Thank you so much to Gina and to Sarah F and Sarah S and thank you to Riley P a big thank you to Elizabeth S and Jessica H and Gail C and then a couple more thank yous to Jennifer A to Mary M and to Peppermint Fox which hello that is such a fun name and thank you to Stephanie Miranda and Josie and Lorenda and Sharon I so appreciate all of you Thank you for subscribing to the Patreon and being one of my Patreon Comfy Cozy Witch friends. If you are interested in extra content from me beyond the podcast, think um, recipes, small rituals, a newsletter, correspondence sheets, printables every month, uh, and card pools, week ahead card pools, then feel free to check out my Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash Comfy Cozy Witch, and hopefully I will see you there. All right, so I want to tell you what is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. And this is actually something that was inspired by something my son said the other day. There's a lot of S's there, a lot of alliteration. Something my son said the other day. And it was when I was tucking him into bed. And this was Tuesday night. It was, of course, in the United States Election Day, a big day for the United States. And because it was election day and my son's school is a polling location, he had off school. I had already voted in the mail before, so his being home did not affect my ability to vote. So, you know, I was able to vote a, a couple weeks before I did the mail-in ballot. But anyway, you know, that the day, Tuesday, was, I described it as just an overall great day with my son. It was one of our best days and we didn't do anything out of the ordinary, anything crazy, but it was just an amazing day with my son. And I w- when I was putting him to bed, I said, yeah, what a great day we had. And he said, yeah, he's like, I love slow days with you, mommy. He said, I love slow days with you. And I asked him, B, I'm like, what, what do you mean by slow days? And He said, it's just one of those days that felt like it went on forever, but it was all good stuff. And it made me, you know, then realize and reflect on the day. And what did we do that day? It was so special to him, but what exactly did we do? So on Tuesday, I know I woke up and my husband had to get to work early, but I made him some eggs and toast before he left. I don't make him breakfast often. It is not something I do. But for whatever reason, 
I was up early enough that I did because he goes in pretty early. Uh, and then I made eggs and toast and red beets. My, my son loves pickled beets. That's one of his favorite foods, pickled beets and pickled eggs, and which is so rare for a nine-year-old. <laughs> and I understand, rare for any child to have beets as a favorite top three food. But anyway, so I made some of his favorite foods for breakfast and we ate breakfast together and just talked. And then he went and he played some Nintendo Switch. He talk, He called one of his buddies from school and they FaceTimed and played some video games. And while he did that, I cleaned up and then I came into my sacred space, sat at my altar, did my morning ritual work, um, which I'm going to talk about again in a moment because I've been doing slow work in the morning, inspired by my son. And then... My son and I, I was like, okay, it's time to move a little bit. Let's go for a walk. So we took two of the dogs for a walk. And then we came home. And what happened then? Oh, he played a little bit more Nintendo Switch. I feel like he played Switch sporadically throughout the entire day. Played some more Switch. And then he took a break and we read a book together. And then I made lunch. And we took another walk with the littlest dog. So we went for another walk. Um came back. He played Switch for like 20 minutes. I had some work to do. I had emails to catch up on um, and some messages to respond to. And then I was like, it is so beautiful today. Let's go for another walk. And my son actually had a doctor's appointment. He had his physical that day too. So his best day included a doctor's appointment where he got a flu shot, which is kind of funny. Um, And then we went out again. He wanted to go for another walk with me. So we went for another lap. And then on the way home, a neighbor was outside playing a little neighbor girl and invited him over to play with her. And so they played tag for a while. I took him to a doctor's appointment. And then I treated him to a McDonald's McFlurry on the way home because he got a shot and he was just so good at his appointment. Oh, there's Reese shaking in the background. It's not an episode without hearing Reese do something or say hello. Hey girl. Hey Reese. And then we came back home And at that point, my husband was home. And so we were like, do we want to go for a walk? It was starting to get dark outside. And we were about to leave. And my son was like, yeah, I really want to, I want to do a lap. I really want to do two laps. And he wanted to walk and just talk with us the whole time. And, you know, he talks about silly things. He talks about his video games. This walk, he talked about the Gettysburg Address. Um, But it was a slow walk. Nothing was rushed. And we as a family just had a really great time, came home, had supper. We watched America's Funniest Home Videos together. And then I talked him into bed. So to me, what was like a normal day? It was like most other days that he might have off school, a little bit of fun, a little bit of playing with friends, hanging out with mom, going on walks. For whatever reason, that day to him was one of his best days. And I think it was because, you know, I was very keen to, when we were together, I had all my attention on him. I was not distracted. I didn't have my phone with me on walks. Um, I was like, I was all in listening to everything he had to say, his goofy, his silly jokes and puns that he made. We were making puns together and for whatever reason, that just really meant a lot to him. No, it's not for whatever reason, for a good reason, um, because it was just us. It was the two of us in our own little bubble on our walks, even in our car rides, 
And it was so great. And it, he said it was just so slow because everything we did was almost in, intentional. We read the book slowly together and talked about the characters and laughed. It's called The Investigators. It's these gators. So these alligators that wear vests. They don't wear trench coats. They're vest investigators. And they, they solve crime and mysteries. So anyway, we had this really great slow day. And then we ended the day. Um, I tucked him in. And he'll say, Mommy, can you lay back to back? So he'll put his little back against mine. And then he usually falls asleep like right away. And sometimes I fall asleep. In fact, I fell asleep last night for three hours. I didn't come out of his room till after 11 because I just passed out when we were back to back, which is kind of funny. But that got me thinking about slow days and living, living a little bit more slowly because I've talked about it before. I'm go, go, go. I know that does contribute to my anxieties, but I am go, go, go all the time. And yes, I stop, I meditate daily, and I I do intentionally slow down, but throughout bits and parts of my day. Um, but I, I want to challenge myself to have full days of just slow living, taking my time when I'm having conversations with others, taking my time going for a walk around the block with the dogs, not walking for exercise or because they need to get their exercise in, but walking intentionally and slowly and looking at the surroundings and listening to the birds and more of a meditative walk and a meditative way of living for a day because I know it's not doable every day. I have to hustle sometimes. I have to get work done. I have to-do lists that just seem to be miles long. But if there's a pocket of time in my day that I can slowly live, I'm going to try to do that. And I urge you to try as well. So I have been doing that since Tuesday. And granted, I know it's only Thursday. It's been literally two days. But all day yesterday, I intentionally did things methodically and slowly when I sat at my altar. When I made my coffee, it was just slower than usual. I did my creative journaling. I have my bullet journal Um, I made sure I took the time to slowly journal and really think about the intentions that I'm putting behind things. And I talk about intentions a lot. And in our magic, in our magical practices, what makes the magic is us and the intention that we put behind our words, the intention that we put behind our actions. And so I think this, this idea of having slow days or a slow hour is being very intentional about everything that you do and I do and that we do. So if I had to say what's making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy, it's first my son who inspires me every single day. He is just filled with magic. And I know I've talked about him and in his magic on here before. And then also taking some time for slow days, for slow hours, for slow moments to really just enjoy and put intention into everything that I'm doing. So that is currently what is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. All right, so this episode is actually sponsored by me (laughs) and a little something that I put together that I'm very excited about. So 
This is something called Good Witch Week, and it is seven days of good witch-inspired ritual. As you know, I'm a huge fan of the Good Witch and of Cassie Nightingale, and so I decided to put together Good Witch Week to start December 5th, right before the holidays, to get into a, a really good spirit for the Yule season. And I think that everybody just loves Cassie Nightingale and her wise and intuitive ways. And so I decided to create this. So Good Witch Week is, again, seven days of witch of Good Witch-inspired ritual and magic. And each morning, you will get your dose of Cassie Nightingale-inspired goodies sent to your inbox. And that includes a theme of the day, a daily journal prompt, a daily Good Witch challenge, a recipe or ritual of the day, a daily mantra, And then everybody who joins also will have access to the Good Witch Week Facebook group. And then the week will end with a viewing party of one of the Good Witch movies. This just sounded like so much fun to me. And so I decided to put it together because I know so many of you out there and so many of my followers in the Facebook group and just on Instagram also find a lot of comfort and warmth and magic from the Good Witch. So I thought it would be something fun that that people can join in and do together if they want. So Good Witch Week is available through my Comfy Cozy Apothecary. I will put a link in the show notes and you can also find a link in my Instagram bio at Comfy Cozy Witch on Instagram. I have a link there in my link tree as well and it's it's bound to be a lot of fun. Already there are um, quite a few dozen people signed up and we're already enjoying conversation in the group. So go ahead, check it out. It is Good Witch Week presented by me. All right, so this week we have I don't want to say it's a heavy topic, but it is a topic that is not as um, whimsical (laughs) as some of my other topics have been. And that is about discernment in the witchcraft community. And we're going to talk a little bit about entitlement as well, because although they don't go hand in hand, they can be a little bit related. And First off, let's talk about what discernment is. So if we're looking, you know, at the textbook definition of discernment, it is the ability to judge well. And you might say somebody has, you know, an astonishing lack of discernment about a situation or a new business venture or becoming a friend of someone. So discernment, again, is that ability to judge well and to use, like really use your brain before making decisions. I think too, when it comes to discernment, yes, it's about judging well, using your brain, looking at all the information that has been presented in front of you to make a sound decision. But also there is an element of intuition that goes along with discernment. If somebody comes to you and is offering you something and it doesn't set well in your stomach or your head or wherever in your body, you know, you feel a little bit off, like it's not feeling well, then that's telling you like maybe you should walk away from whatever that offer is. And that there you are using discernment, even though through your intuition to do that. So again, discernment, that ability to judge on something well. So how does that relate to the witchcraft community? Well, I'm glad you asked, (laughs) even though you didn't. I'm glad I'm going to tell you, I guess. So the last five to 10 years, really five to seven or eight years, I would say 
there has been uh, an influx of, not even an influx, but there, there has been a lot more focus on witchcraft, paganism, and especially in an online space, which I know I've talked about before. When it comes to social media, there are new witchcraft accounts and new witches popping up left and right every single day. And with the invention of TikTok, we see new accounts going up daily of witches and um, witchy creators and witchy businesses. So sometimes it's difficult to be able to discern, okay, which creator is one that is worth listening to versus which is a creator that maybe I should stay away from or what's a witchy product that I should stay away from or oh I need to use my discernment when listening to the advice of xyz or reading books offered by xyz so I want to talk about again discernment in the community and We're going to talk a bit about discernment when it comes to creators, when it comes to books and publishers, um, who you follow and listen to, when it comes to readings and psychics and mediums, when it comes to businesses that are offering you things. And again, discernment, this this is on each individual person. This is on you. This is on me. We all have to use our own judgment to discern what would benefit, and intuition, to discern what would benefit us, who might be a scammer. And yeah, I'm going to talk about the scammers a little bit, but at the very end, because I don't want to give much energy and attention to them. But there is so much discernment or lack of discernment I see from people when it comes to the scammers. And so that's, that's one of the reasons too, I wanted to talk about this topic. So let's talk about some discernment when it comes to books. You know, people reach out to me all the time. Um, Jenny, can you recommend some books on moon magic? Or can you recommend some books on um, goddess work or books on hearth craft and witchcraft? And, you know, I oftentimes will give people and have given, like I have a list of books, like a list of books, but I never say you should read this book or you should read this book or stay away from that book because I... That is my opinion. What I read, you know, what you read and your opinion of that book is based upon how you feel about reading that book, the information that you have taken from that book. And there are so many varying opinions. So when people ask me like, oh, what book should I read? I kind of leave it up to them. Like here are some general books, but do, you know, maybe do some more research. And that fault, I mean, discernment, I, I should say research is a way to help you discern um, what books would be best for you. But so I guess I want to give some warnings about use your discernment when you X, Y, Z. Again, here I am rambling, but I know many of you like that. So let's talk about books, as I said. Um, use your discernment. This is how you can, can discern when it comes to books that you read and consume. So first off, you want to look at who is publishing the book. So we're looking at publisher information. We're also looking at the author information, who the author of the book is. So here are some reputable 
publishers in the pagan community. And there are more than this. These are just the ones off the top of my head. First off, we have Llewellyn. Llewellyn has been putting out pagan metaphysical witchcraft books for decades. Um, and I and they vet, I think they vet their authors okay, pretty well. But when you see Llewellyn on the spine or in the, the front book matter of a book, typically it's going to be a book that's not half bad. So, you know, you can use that discernment when it comes to publishers. So Llewellyn is a good one. Wiser Books, that's my publisher. <laughs> um, Wiser is also another good book publisher. There is Moon Books. I really like Moon Books. They have short, sweet books that are easily consumable on paganism and witchcraft. I think they're like 130 pages, 150 at most each book. They've been around for a while. Um, oh, I'm thinking the one that's near me in Philadelphia. Red Feather Press. They're another one that is is known and reputable. And then, of course, you're going to have some independent presses that also are reputable. But this is where you need to research um, to discern if it's a quality book or not. If you, you know, you find a new publisher, you've never heard of them before, or they haven't put out many titles, and the authors are very obscure, I'm not saying you should stay away from those. Because believe me, as an independent author myself, because I'm published both independently and traditionally, you know, I would hate for somebody to not look at my book because they've never heard of me before. But look through the front matter. A lot of books, you can, when you go on, let's say Amazon or even Barnes & Noble or any any website, you should be able to look at the first like 15, 20 pages of the book. And once you've read that, you can typically discern whether or not it's a well-written book or whether or not you're going to get something out of it. I am not, okay, this episode, I am not here, you know me, I'm not bashing on any person, um, publisher, company, business at all. I will never call out names. But I will tell you, I had to use some discernment when it came to publishing book books on witchcraft because first off, I knew Wiser very well, so I was happy to get a contract with them. I knew they were reputable. I've read books by many of their authors. They they have been around again for decades and they have put out some of my favorite books on the craft. And so I knew that that signing with them was legit. I had a publisher reach out to me about, I'm going to say four months ago. I can't remember. I'm not going to say who this publisher was, but I will say they have put out a lot of titles in the witchcraft community. I'm talking a lot. I see their titles from my follow, coming out from my followers, from people I follow. Um, and this publisher is putting out, I feel like it's a book a week on witchcraft. And they had contacted me. They they liked my platform. They said nothing about my writing. They knew nothing about my contract with Wiser. They had no idea I had a book out on Hearth and Home Witchcraft, but they contacted me and asked me questions that a quick Google search would have given them the answers, honestly, or a quick look at my book would have given them answers. But they reached out to me and said, essentially, we like that you have a big following, so you'd be perfect to write a book for us. Can we have a conversation 
uh, conversation on the phone. So I'm like, I'm going to entertain this. I'm just going to see what all this is about. So I looked up the publisher. Oh, yeah, they have a ton of books. Some of them are bestsellers. They have a lot of books out. Looked up the publisher. Noticed that this the publisher um, creates books and content based upon basically algorithms and and um like computer pro programs so they don't have authors approach them like a traditional publisher where you know you would write a book proposal and then get a book deal instead they come up with topics that they know will sell well so basically they they have an algorithm to find what the trends are they come up with a trendy witchcraft topic they outline the book and then they reach out to influential witchcraft witches, whether those people have written books or not in the past. And they're like, hey, you're a name that people would recognize. You, you want to write a book for us? And that's essentially what happened with me. But little did they know that I had already written almost 20 books. And so I knew that this was kind of a shady way to deal. And you know, I'm not saying some of these books, I'm not saying who the publisher is, I'm not saying some of these books are poorly written, or they're bad, or they don't have merit, because some of them most definitely do, because some of the authors I know I interact with online, and they're great practitioners, and their words should be in this world, but they, those authors are being taken advantage of, because this publisher is not giving them any royalties, I'll tell you that. Um, but anyway, I had to use discernment with with this particular publisher and I had to do my due diligence and research because I'm going to tell you what, the woman who talked to me on the phone almost had me convinced to sign a contract and write a book for them um, because they were very convincing. However, when I heard the um, nitty gritty of the con- what the contract would look like and whenever the person asked me, have you ever written a book before? Which told me they literally knew nothing about me. They only wanted me for my content they, or for my, my platform. They didn't want to even know if I was a writer or a good writer or not. Um, that, that raised a red flag in my mind. Um, because how many other people have they done this to? How many people do they just go to and say, hey, we have this great idea. We like that you have X thousand number of followers. Can you write a book for us? I mean, can you imagine these these practitioners maybe never have written anything in their life and they're going to write a book that potentially tens of thousands of new practitioners are going to read? Like, wow, talk about discernment. Um, So that happened. And although it is not, I wouldn't say that it is a shady publisher. They have some shady practices. And I was not willing to deal with that. I was not willing to work with that. And again, I had to use some discernment. I had to do a little bit of research because that, again, falls into discernment. You can't expect other people to tell you these things because you have to be able to discern that on your own. And I guess entitlement comes into play a little bit too, but we'll talk about that later. Another another area of discernment, um, and this this is really difficult, especially for newer practitioners, is who you choose to follow and listen to. 
Again, it's all of your own discernment and up to your own discretion to follow me. You don't have to listen to the things that I am saying. You can take what you want and leave what doesn't resonate with you. And that's how it should be for other practitioners. And every, every legitimate practitioner should be able to say that. Like, I can say to you, not everything I say you're going to like. So don't take all of my advice. And I am not afraid to admit to you, hey, I don't know much about astrology. You might want to ask somebody else. Or I don't know much about XYZ when it comes to witchcraft. Um, but there are practitioners out there who... who Uh, act like they know it all. (laughs) Like they're the know-all, be-all when it comes to the craft. And I've seen some of these people on TikTok. So again, this is where discernment comes to play, comes into play. And I have seen, especially when it comes to TikTok, I have seen new creators pop up and what seems like literally overnight have over 100, 150,000 followers, like people who have come out of nowhere, which when you think about it, you could say I came out of nowhere, you know, five years ago as well. I was very much part of the community, but kind of underground for a very long time. But, but that, you know, my growth has been a progression over the last four or five years. But when I when I look at some creators, though, who almost overnight, I never heard of them. And then all of a sudden, they have 100,000 followers. And people, and I have tons of people doing their rituals and doing their spell work. And, and we don't know much about these creators. But for some reason, people really listen to them. I just want to, I'm sorry, my one dog's barking in the background. I just want to, I want you all to remember that follower count does not make one witch more knowledgeable than another one with a small count. Sometimes large followings, followings, um, those creators just know how to take a pretty picture or they just know how to make a spell look really aesthetic and really witchy and really cool or they just know how to work with the algorithm to get more followers. But that does not always mean that what they're putting out is authentic. And again, again, this is a touchy topic because there are a lot of creators out there with huge followings who are the real deal. I think of Marshall, you know, Witch of the Southern Light. He has a huge following. His podcast is awesome. His content is good. He's been practicing for years and years and years and years. I just adore him. Um, and that's where, okay, your money's where, what is it? The mouth, money's where the mouth is. What is that saying? I don't know. I can't think of that saying, but yeah, he has a large following and there is a reason, but you need to use discernment when you see other, you know, other creators out there with large followings. What content are you really getting from them? How legitimate is that spell that you're borrowing from them? Have you seen that same spell? on 85 other people's (laughs) TikToks, okay? So again, your follower count does not, the follower count does not make one witch better than any other witch. And there are some smaller accounts 
that are so knowledgeable, that are so knowledgeable and have so much valuable information that, that I wish people would listen to. Um, but they may not be able, they just aren't good at creating these aesthetic videos, okay? And you know what? My Instagram following, it's large. Like, I, I mean, 40,000 people, that's a large following. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm more knowledgeable than a person with 500 followers. And I am not afraid to admit that. Um, so I want you, you know, to when it comes to discernment, go beyond follower count, go beyond the surface level, and really look at the content that that person is providing. Um, okay, same thing goes with with readings. When we're looking at tarot card readings or anybody doing energy work or even mediumship and psychic work. I think the same thing, more followers or celebrity status does not necessarily mean that someone is better than others. And this is where discernment can come in. Um, And this goes with witchy businesses as well, just because, you know, there's a witchy creator that has a ton of followers and they have this really big business. Um, Just use discernment. And I'm going to give you another example. And again, I'm not I'm not saying names. That is not what I do. That is not my cup of tea, so to speak. Um, But I did recently see a very, very large um, witchy platform put out an offering for spell work. And essentially, people could pay them, I think it was like, between 15 and $20 to have their name, was it like written on a stone or their name written on a candle and you would have work done, um, I guess, just from distance, like distance work done. And so basically this, this creator was saying for X amount of money, I will do a magical working for you. Basically, I will carve your name onto a candle. So send me your name, send me your intention. I'll carve it into a candle. Um, And there are people I know who did this, who paid this person $15 to $20 to have their name carved into a candle. And this was a very, very large platform. And to to me personally, it felt exploitive. Um, Exploitive, 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 Am I saying that word? Oh, listen to me. I think I can't get my word straight today. But it felt like a little bit of exploitation um, in that they already had a ton of followers. They know that people would, would, I hate to say fall for it, would fall for something like this. But and send a call out there, hey, PayPal, you know, 15, 16, 17, $18 to me and I'll put your name in a candle. Um, Use your discernment when it comes to things like that. To me, that just seems like a red flag. Maybe not to some of you because I am a firm believer. Yes, you can do distance healing, distance energy work. Yes, it does work one-on-one. But when it's like a big group thing and you're asking your tens and tens and tens and tens of thousands of followers like to throw you some money to put their name on a candle, to me, mm, that doesn't sit well. So again, use your discernment when it comes to things like that. Make sure you're getting your energy's worth, your money's worth um, when it comes to things like that as well. 
And I was really disappointed to see that because this was a, a pretty big platform, a big creator that I felt was just being a little ex exploitative. Oh, that's terrible. I don't know that word. Somebody needs to correct. Somebody needs to tell me how to pronounce that. Isn't that horrible? I did a whole episode on what witchy words and pronunciation and terms and I cannot get that word for the life of me. Okay. So another discernment. Let's talk quickly about podcasts. Yes. You're listening to one right now. What made you choose this podcast? Why do some of you listen to me over other creators? You obviously used your discernment in some way to listen to me. And some some people who aren't listening to my podcast use discernment because they didn't resonate with me. So they moved on and that's perfectly okay as well. But, you know, when you're thinking of, of subscribing to a new podcast, listen to an episode. Listen to two episodes. Um, and use your discernment if you want to continue doing that. I, I've listened to a couple of podcasts where it's a lot of people, it's not a lot of content, just a lot of giggling and bantering. Again, that's not my cup of tea, so I, I'll move on. But maybe you like that, and that's fine. That's your discretion, and you can discern whether that works for you or not. Um, but I did listen to a podcast the other day, um, and it was, uh, they were they were interviewing a really, really popular psychic um, and a woman who deals with, she's a health, health psychic. And she was talking about, you know, how she'd be in a store and read somebody's energy and know, oh, you know, they have a stomach ulcer. Or, oh, they're dealing with, with this ailment or thyroid cancer, or they have this and this. And, and she talked about how she'll go up and let those people know right away that they have health problems. And that just really did not sit well with me. And that made me realize, wow, I'm never listening. I'm, I don't think I can listen to this podcast. But again, I used my discernment um, listening to that. I hope this is making sense. Is this making sense? And I know I'm saying the word discernment a lot. Um, but you need to use it. You need to use, <laughs> you need to use those, those judgment skills and intuition when you are choosing to bring someone else's energy into your life, whether that's in the form of a podcast, whether that's in the form of following somebody on Instagram and having their pictures and videos and reels pop up on your feed or a TikToker, or when you are um, buying something from a new business. Yeah, and when it comes to businesses, I know I did a whole episode on witchy businesses, but I'll touch upon this again. We need to also be careful of businesses that are exploiting the popularity and the trend of witchcraft because there are many creators out there who would not call themselves magical, would not call themselves a a witch or a practitioner, um, but who say that they are creating project or um, yeah, creating products and giving services with intention when really they're exploiting the fact that there is this trend of witchcraft right now and there is this rise in popularity of witchcraft and there are a lot of people out there who just want to cash in on that. And I don't know how how to tell you to tell who's real and who's not other than your own discernment, your judgment, your research, your own intuition. Again, if something doesn't feel right in the gut walk away. It's not going to hurt you in the end because there are so many legitimate creators out there and witches and witchy businesses that you will find. I, I remember a couple years back, um, 
there was someone opened a, a tea shop and I remember and, and they were so excited because it was for witches. It was witchy tea and, and she called herself a witch. And and this person messaged me personally asking what exactly is a witch. But she was already branding herself as a tea witch, but reached out to me because she wasn't really sure what a witch was. Yet she was putting her name out there in our community, in the witchcraft community, and people were buying teas from her thinking that she knew the properties and that she created them with an intention through through her practice, yet she didn't really know what witchcraft was. So, and I never, I was not going to go out there and say who this person was because it's up to everybody else to use their own discernment, but... Those things are happening because I have had a number of times people come to me for a reading telling me they, they're afraid of tarot cards or they're afraid of oracle cards or they're afraid of XYZ um, and they've, they're just starting to read cards themselves and then turn around three weeks later and start their own tarot card reading business. It's happened to me. It has happened on more more occasions than you would think. So I know that there are people out there claiming to be professional witches, professional psychics, professional card readers who've been doing their doing their business for years who I know that is just not fact. So that is why discernment is so important. And I am not about to I'm not about calling people out and giving you names. I would never ever do that. That is, you know, I am above that. But this is just telling you that those people are out there. So that's what I wanted to talk about when it comes to discernment. You need to know who is trying to take advantage of you, especially if you are a newer practitioner, if you are a uh, um, a, a blooming practitioner, you're new in your practice, there are many people trying to cash in on you. So please use your discernment. Pause, take a moment. And ask yourself intuitively, do they have my best interest in mind? Because there are advantage takers out there. And I just feel like you need to know that. Um, <laughs> speaking of advantage takers, and this, 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 I'm not going to get into entitlement quite yet. That might have to be a separate episode, but I'll try to touch upon it for the last like five minutes or so. But I will tell you when it comes to advantage takers, you know, people, they have, they're trying to take advantage of me. And I will tell you. Um, and I may have brought this up on one episode before, you know, the, since my podcast has become pretty popular, I mean, we, we know that it's, it's a big podcast in the spirituality and religion categories on many platforms in many countries, and people have seen this. And so people are coming out of the woodwork. I'm talking out of the woodwork. I don't know where these people are coming from, um, wanting to all of a sudden partner with me, <laughs> wanting to be on my podcast, um, authors, which is great because I understand as an author, yes, you want to get your name out there, you want to be on podcasts, but there are authors, there are creators, there are psychics, there are mediums. There are so many people in the last three months, I probably would say 40 to 50 people who have emailed me, not messaged, actually taken the time to email, which I appreciate emailed me because they want, they feel that their message would resonate with my listeners and they would love to be interviewed on my podcast. And as soon as I see their emails, um, first thing I notice is 
because they always start by saying, oh, I love your podcast. It's so refreshing, yada, yada, yada. And then I have to say to them, well, if you've listened to my podcast, you know that I, I, I'm not having guests yet. I don't have guests. Or they'll ask me a question that I talk about literally in every podcast. And I have to say to them, if you listen to my podcast, you would know that X, Y, Z. And I don't, I'm not trying to be rude in the way that I speak or respond. But it's like, if you were more aware and you really did your research and you want to work with me because you truly feel like your message would resonate with my audience rather than you want to cash in because you know I have a lot of listeners, um, you know, these people have come out of the woodwork. And also... I have had a number of people who their message totally would not resonate with my audience. And I'm thinking now, how, where in a million years did you think that this would be a good topic for the comfy, cozy witch? And it just tells me that there are people out there who just want to take advantage of me and the popularity of my podcast. So I've had to use a lot of discernment myself, um, in the last probably half a year as people have been approaching me to be on the podcast um, and so forth. And I get it. That's what comes along with a rise in popularity. I understand that and I I accept that, but I have had to use a lot of discernment because of that. But it just cracks me up. Some of these people who have asked me if if they could be on my podcast and uh, I just, you know, I just decline and then move on. And then there were a few, though, that I do want to have on my podcast that I will whenever I'm ready to have guests, which I'm close. I'm getting there. I told you I wanted to do that this year, and I'm getting closer to that. So you also, yeah, you want to be careful of those advantage takers. So let's, I'm going to transition into entitlement a little bit because that's a good segue. So I, I've noticed, and my friend Devin, you know, she's the one who brought this up to add this topic to the podcast because it does go along a little bit with the discernment piece. You know, there are, there are many people in the witchcraft space I have been noticing who feel entitled to content, entitled to my energy and the energy of others, entitled to space, entitled to readings, entitled to more, 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 more free content, entitled to access to me and other creators. So I'm not just talking about me. I'm going to say me, but know that I'm talking about all other creators as well, and even you. So, you know, people will message me thinking, oh, you know, I knew you when you were just starting. Now, you know, can I have access to your Patreon for free? Can I have access to this? Can they expect me to answer all of their questions? And yes, I I am so thankful for those people who have been with me since I started my account, since I started the podcast, and I've become very close to a number of you um, and have have actually forged a lot of friendships from the very beginning. But there are still creators who or people who will come out of nowhere and say, I've been following you forever and then expect something in return for saying that. And that doesn't sit well with me. And just remember, nobody is entitled to another person's energy. Nobody is entitled to that. Nobody. I'm going to say that again. Nobody is entitled to another person's energy. You're not entitled to anybody else's content. 
I mean, I, I give out free content through the podcast in exchange. You listen to maybe one advertisement here and there. You know, people have free access to that content, the content I put on Instagram. Yes, if you join Patreon, you get additional content in exchange for money and energy. There's an exchange there, but I am inundated with messages from people every day um, who are asking questions. And if I can get around to answering them, I absolutely do. But I have had people then message me two, three times. Hey, you never responded to my question. Jenny, did you get my first, did you get my question? You never answered me. You never, you never did this. You didn't do this. You, 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 That happens more times than you could count. Um, and it's really sad to me. That is that sense of entitlement that I'm talking about. And sometimes I just had to respond you know, you have free content everywhere. I'm sorry that I don't have the time to respond to all of the questions. And I know, I know that 99.9% of you understand that out there, that you totally get that. Um, Because time is energy as well. And you are so kind when I can't get back to you, or it takes me two or three weeks to respond to an email. You all have been so kind and understanding because you know that I get a lot of messages, but there are some people out there who feel entitled to answers right away. Or, you know, we Devin and I, because she's the moderator, one of the moderators in my Facebook group, we see that a lot in the Comfy Cozy Witches Facebook group. Um, people constantly messaging us, uh, why, why is my post declined? Why, why can't I post this? And we have to say, well, it, it goes against the group rules. There, there was um, a witchy creator who I worked with closely, especially early on, even with the podcast, you know, some sponsorship stuff very early on, who um, after a while was upset because we, in, in my Facebook group, in the Comfy Cozy Witches Facebook group, we don't allow promotion. The first Friday of every month is promotion because it's a comfy, cozy space. We don't want people being inundated every day with tons of um, solicitation messages. And I think that that's fair. So every first Friday, you know, we have a big show me your witchy business and all these amazing, amazing creators share their stuff. And that is where we do that. That's awesome. But, you know, early on, I had a couple of people who felt entitled to be able to share their products because because I talked about them on the podcast before or because of whatever. And I, I had them get really upset when I had to say, I'm sorry, we're not doing solicitation. You have to wait like everybody else. Um, that's the rule. Like got really upset with me and said, rude things in my in my comfy cozy group one of them actually swear said a swear word like in the in the forum in my comfy cozy group and I had to block them take them out of the group you know how it goes because I don't stand for that whatsoever but there is this sense of entitlement and that's not the only time I've seen it I do see it a lot so be aware of that and also do a little bit of self-reflection and ask yourself if you ever feel entitled to something because we are all human and sometimes that sense of entitlement has um, happened to me. Like I think back like who was I, who was I to think that I deserved that? Like, no, I was not entitled to that. So do some self-reflection as well. And then when you're reaching out to witchy creators, you know, especially those with larger platforms that you know have a lot going on, 
I would say reach out. Like they they want you to reach out because I do read every message. I read every single message. I just can't respond to all of them. I don't have that time or else I would literally would have no time to do anything else. So when you're messaging, you know, some larger accounts or even smaller accounts, it doesn't matter. Do it without expectation. If you want to tell someone that you like their podcast or that you enjoy their content, please let them know because we don't hear kind words all the time. Let them know. And then if you don't hear back, you know what? Let it roll off your shoulders. And if you have another, you know, time you want to contact them, maybe they'll they'll contact you the next time or answer back. But just don't, I don't think you should go in with expectations. Because I don't. I don't. I mean, when I ask people, hey, who wants to sponsor the podcast? I, I'm not expecting anybody to do that. I'm hoping, I'm hopeful, but I'm not, I'm not going to feel entitled to, to anybody's, you know, anybody's sponsorship, I should say. So I think those are, those are some things that I wanted to talk about. I could go into more, in more detail about some of them at another time. But what it boils down to with discernment, use your brain, um, use your intuition. I'm just going to touch on the scammer thing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Stop messaging me about the scammers. <laughs> I know, I know that they're out there. I know that they, they're creating copycat accounts of mine Use your discernment. Don't fall for their scams. I would never message any of you asking to give you a reading. I, unless you reach out to me, I don't reach out to people first. That's just not what I do. Um, and the scammers is one of those reasons. So again, use your discernment. My only Instagram account is at Comfy Cozy Witch. Cozy with a Z. At Comfy Cozy Witch. I will never message you. I rarely follow people back for that reason. Um, I'm not a scammer. <laughs> and and so I, I won't, you know, well, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, I'm so comfy, cozy, witch, but any other account, any other variation of my name, that's a scammer. That's a copycat scammer. If anybody is asking, is send you Venmo saying, hey, um, Venmo me $50 for a reading. That's not me. Guys, I don't even have a Venmo account. I don't even have Venmo. <laughs> I have to get with the times. I'm so behind the technology times. I don't have Venmo or a Venmo, whatever it is. I don't have it. So these people, they're not me. Use your discernment. I know a couple people have lost money. Um, and I'm sorry, that's, that's too bad. But at the end of the day, you have to use your brain, use your discernment. These, uh, the, the legitimate witchy creators, we're never going to reach out to you and ask to do a reading for you. That's just not going to happen. So um, please, this is my last, my last beg of you all, stop messaging me about the scammers because it's filling up my inbox and I can't get back to people who, who really need a response or who I really want to respond to because my inbox is flooded on Instagram. So anyway, I hope that that was helpful. Discernment, entitlement. I know it's not the most comfy, cozy topic. I promise the next episode is going to be a little more comfy, cozy in nature, Um but I do thank you for listening to all, all of that. And if you have any thoughts about it, free, feel free to email me. Um, so let me move into the card pull of the week. 
All right, so this episode, because it was a heavier topic, <laughs> I wanted to pull from a more whimsical deck. And so I'm using my Witchlings deck, which you know is one of my favorite by Paulina Fay or Paulina Cassidy. And so let's see what Witchling wants to come forward for this episode. All right, let's see here. Here we go. And it is opportunity. So opportunity, we see this little witchling and she has on the cutest little witch's hat and a scarf and a little dress. And she is resting on a crescent moon, moon and her little owl friend is above her on the top of the moon. And there's some stars and there's a vine, almost as if the moon is a bloom of a flower. There's a vine underneath of it, like a stem. It's just a really pretty card. So opportunity, here we go. The witchling, her name is Geranium. So opportunity by Geranium. And she says, if you sit around and wait for luck, you'll waste your time and still be stuck. Geranium knows it's not about fate. Pursue opportunity. Don't hesitate. So she says the world is full of opportunities waiting to be discovered. Yet, do not wait for opportunities to find you. You must seek them. Keep your mind open and active, knowing that you can train yourself to seize an opportunity when it presents itself. Using your natural magical energies, you can learn to shift your energies to attract opportunities to you, which will make your hunt much easier. Envision the future in the present time, actively working toward your ambitions. With research and preparation, you'll recognize blessings in any situation. Once you're eye to eye with an opportunity, be courageous and seize it. Oh, you hear Reese is shaking in the background. She's doing all sorts of stuff today. Don't, or whether it be big or small, opportunity is always manifested. Don't allow yourself to be discouraged by any setbacks. Trials and tribulations are by nature going to happen along the way, but they will even make you tougher and wiser. So opportunity, she's saying, if there is an opportunity that has been presented to you recently, like move forward, forward with it. Again, use some discernment. Let's talk about the topic of the episode. But there may be an opportunity that arises that that you're you know how to move forward with. So let's see, I love I love this little book because there are little spells and rituals. So I'm going to read one of them for you. Maybe you want to do it. So this is the flame of opportunity. You will need a green candle and a safe candle holder. That's it. Light the candle, relax and gaze into the flame. Envision yourself being encompassed by the energies of self-confidence and success. See yourself clearly achieving your goals. Chant softly with intent. Living force of opportunity, shine your light so I may see Open up your door to me. Guide me to where I want to be. When you are finished, extinguish the candle. I love just the short spells and rituals that Paulina Cassidy gives you. They're so cute. And I've used a couple of them throughout the years. Um, But yes, opportunity. I love that card. Again, the world is full of opportunities just waiting to be discovered. So everybody, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Another long episode. I'm finding that my episodes have been over an hour lately. And I don't know, do you like that? Do you like them to be longer? Or do you like 
them to be shorter episodes because I really could have broken this topic down into two episodes. I'm just curious to see what some of your thoughts are, what you think about the longer format that has organically been happening. I'm not doing it on purpose. But before I close for today, I just want to give a couple of shout outs to a few more people who wrote a review on Apple Podcasts. Again, please rate, review, follow, um, subscribe to the podcast because that helps get it out to more people. So tea with a friend. So Miss Riggs, Ms. Riggs, um, I love her, her line is tea with a friend. She says it's like listening to a friend over a cup of tea. And I love that. Thank you, Ray. Her name is Ray Nightfall. Thank you so much, Ray. That means a lot to me. Angelica Mora has spent the last few months of her commutes listening to only this podcast. Oh, I so appreciate that. And you can't stop. You won't stop. I thank you when you get through them. Just listen to them over again, I guess. Ruby777, you've been a witch your whole life and felt called to the craft around six or seven. That's amazing. And your magic has ebbed and flowed for more than two decades. Wow, you just sound, you sound just like me. And you love the way that I approach magic, finding magic in every day. I am so happy. I'm so glad you're enjoying this. And I look forward to hearing more from you as well. Let's see. I know there's more, but somehow I got out of the app. Um, Bella B809. It's so helpful and informative to you, especially to beginner witches. I am so happy. Polly Gina. Hi. So you found this podcast and quickly binged the first 24 episodes in less than two weeks. I love it. It's just what you needed. And it's a good witch's primer. That's what I want people to get out of this. Big Booty Genius. What a fun name. Um, This podcast never fails to make you feel comfy and cozy. I am so glad that you're enjoying the podcast. Thank you so much. And Melly1029, you just found the podcast and you love how informative it is. Thank you for listening. L Ravis, um, this is the first podcast you forced yourself to listen to. Oh, and you have trouble stopping. That makes me so happy. Thank you for saying that. I'm glad you enjoy it. MCB 1994. You've listened to the podcast on a daily basis since you found it and you're getting acquainted with all the things that are witchy. And I just love that. So thank you. Id Kid Kid K 111. You're new to the witchy world and are loving the podcast. Thank you for saying that and for the kind words. And for whatever reason, it doesn't allow me to read past that. So I can't see the other um, comments. I guess I have to check in more often uh, to see people's because the last person that one was November 2nd. And then the last person to comment was just on Tuesdays, but I can't get past November 2nd. So I'm sorry if you left a review between the last podcast and now I didn't get to do a shout out for you. But I do appreciate your kind words. I appreciate those of you who haven't been able to leave a review, um, but sent your review to me <laughs> through Instagram. I got yours. So thank you so, so much. If you are looking for ways to find me, you can find me mainly on Instagram at Comfy Cozy Witch. It's my only personal witchy account. I, of course, have business accounts, but that is my own only personal account. So please keep that in mind. You can also find me on um, in the Facebook group, Comfy Cozy Witches. Don't forget, if you're interested to check out Good Witch Week through my apothecary, and there's also a link in my Instagram bio to register for Good Witch Week, which is going to be so much fun, and it starts in less than a month. And you can also 
email me at comfycozywitch at gmail.com. So everybody, thank you for listening. And until the next episode, stay comfy, cozy, and witchy.